he was a most considered one of the more competent president session scott we in those days a whole lot of the magistrates were, were many of them were unqualified magistrates you know they were <laughs> retired senior civil servants one of them who worked directly under arun idris was the fellow called captain sale mm. he had been a state secretary in magrisiblan and then he became magistrate uh, in krang and he also covered krang telugdatu and kolasrago mm. he we must have worked he was working directly under arun idris was his boss no, at that mm. time yeah uh, and uh, arun was a uh, considered by all of us as one of the more competent president sessions court i of course in my case i used to appear uh, quite regularly and but all of us were friends of his you know mm, yeah. and the relationship between the uh, bench and the bar in those days was different from what it is today apart tanchikun had his very grave reservations about the suggestion that arun was behind the Uh, that he was corrupt number one and uh, that and that that he was involved in in the that he it was uh, he was involved in the may trudging along with yet another episode of the Haran Diaries podcast trying to get lots of different angles lots of different views uh, into the personality into the character of Dato Haran Idris the much uh, misunderstood i think politician from the 60s 70s uh, and early 80s um, there is a, a kind of uh, a concept that people who, who really knew you are the ones that are up close and in a way i guess um, by talking to all these people that knew dato arun in a really kind of close and intimate way it's a much better way of getting to know him as opposed to you know when you read people in the third person at a distance from from books um, and i guess maybe a little bit of why i'm i do the interviews having thought about it quite a bit is I, i would consider this a kind of what i would call a sunna defense so <laughs> so if you're not familiar with kind of muslim hadith uh, tradition there is a, a way that we um, compile uh, and uh, categorize these things called hadiths so hadiths are like a tradition a saying an action from the prophet muhammad peace be upon him uh, and 
you know, there, there's a, a question mark of whether these uh, sayings or actions, these narrations, how valid they are and how accurate they are. There is a concept in, in kind of hadith sciences that if something is repeated so often uh, that, it, that it has to be true. So in a way, I'm not, I'm not comparing my grandfather at all. To, to the Prophet Muhammad but I think there are certain things that if you listen to all the interviews that we've published so far that there is a, a kind of testimony that shines through and that is the kind of sincerity of my grandfather his trustworthiness um, his uh, ability to get along with all kinds of different people so you might uh, think I'm wrong that's fine uh, that's just something that, that I wanted to, to, to mention today and pick up in anyways we'll just move on to uh, the, the podcast episode itself so this week uh, we've got an interview uh, another phone conversation that I had back during lockdown with a um, very very interesting guy his name is Tansri VC George. So he was an ex-judge, uh, also a lawyer, practicing in places like Saramban and KL. Uh, he was um, my grandfather's contemporary in London. So uh, along with other people such as uh, Almarhum Raj Adlan Shah, people like Hamid uh, Wahid, uh, sorry, Hamid Omar and Azmi Kamaruddin, my grandfather Dato Harun Idris. Another judge that would have been there as well is uh, Dato Shankar Mahadev. So all of them would have been in London or in and around the same time. And uh, my uh, Tansri happened to be uh, pretty much in the same class or, or uh, but unfortunately as he'll tell you he, he didn't um, pass one of his exams so he had to come back slightly later than my grandfather so he gives some nice really recollections of their time as students how um, Tansri used to spend time in the home of my grandfather and my grandmother Norisa Binti Muhammad Ali uh, of course you know we always forget that the grandmothers are around as well so may Allah bless my grandmother she was a very sweet, uh, sweet lady. Uh, she passed away when I was, I think when I was six. So I don't have very strong memories of her, but uh, I do have memories of her of going to her house, of eating porridge, um, and being given money, like all grandchildren are. Um, and also when, when my parents went for Hajj, uh, she came to look after her. So I do have very fond memories of her. My grandfather married two wives, so the first one, Norisa binti Imam Ali, uh, bore my grandfather three sons, um, and my grandfather went on to marry another lady called uh, Datin uh, Salma Sulaiman, um, and, uh, and and I guess that's that's how things go. Um, coming to um, Tansri. VC George again. Um, there are some very. There is another uh, podcast on him uh, by a podcast called the Advocates Podcast. So I do highly recommend that episode with VC George to really get get to know him uh, closely. Um, 
there's a lot of bio data there. And、uh, VC George also has a book called Some Stories I Have Told and Some That I Haven't. So I would also, if you're in Malaysia, get a copy of that book. There's a lot of nice little stories about the kind of Selangor area.、Uh, if you're a lawyer, especially, there's lots of nice、uh, little, little bits and pieces there. Really, really nice and entertaining. He's a very, very funny man.、Uh, and There are some stories there that I wish I could read out to you,、um, but I think it's best if you, if you get a copy or something and have a read.、Um, it's just short, kind of little, little snippets, not really a history book or biography or anything,、uh, but well, well worth getting. And all the money that he gets is uh, uh, donated to charity, proceeds from the book. The other thing I wanted to mention was his wife is also an incredible person. Her name was Dr. Rebecca George. She was a pediatrician and she has a podcast that was recorded before she sadly passed away very recently.、Um, talking about her work as a pediatrician in Kuala Lumpur, you know, back in you know, the 50s, 60s, 70s. And one of the、uh, amazing things to, to listen to her talk about that was the kind of rate of malnutrition. In children in Malaya, in Kuala Lumpur at the time. So it's startling to think about how, you know, something like malnutrition that gives a picture of what Malaya was like during the day and how things have、uh, progressed till now. So, remarkable woman. There's a, there's a great story which she tells as well about, uh, about uh, when she was a medical officer in、uh, the hospital's Ramban. Uh, she had to do postmortems, which is a grim and, and、uh, kind of scary thing to do as a little, I guess, a little、uh, lady doctor in, in the hospital. And her husband used to come and keep her company、uh, whilst doing those、um, postmortems. So, really sweet,、um, really sweet pair, I think. And again, you know, we have to acknowledge the kind of contributions that all kinds of people had to Malaysia. And、uh, I hope you, you enjoyed this little conversation with Tansri VC George.、Uh, and see you on the other side. You are okay.、Yes. Uh, okay, first of all, let me get one or two things clear. Your grandmother was Norisa Bukan.、Uh, Norisa is my grandmother, yes. My.、Uh, um, Blood related Arun, grandmother. Arun's wife,、uh, the wife that I knew. Yes, absolutely.、Uh, later, I, I, later, I knew Salma as well, but in Norisa, her name is Norisa, isn't it? I try、yes. to remember her name. Yeah, Norisa Binti Muhammad Ali. She, she passed on, must have. When did she pass on? I can't remember.、Uh, she passed you know on、uh, quite early on in the 90s. She was 60,、uh, 60 plus. Okay, okay.、Yeah. So I can now go back to what might be relevant to you when you sit down and make notes about this whole thing. Sure. That、uh, you stop me if you can't hear me or something, interrupt me, okay? Will do. Sure. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, I was studying in England from 52. I went to England in April 52. And.、Uh, Arun Idris must have come about the same time. 
we got to know each other. I never knew him here, but in London we met up, and uh, he and his wife Norisa were good friends of mine. I used to visit them in the apartment. He, his wife was with him. Mm. Uh, he was five years older than me. All of us were bachelors, but he was a married man. He had his wife with him, okay. and uh, they were very generous hosts. Uh, Norisa used to cook, and we used to. People like me and Hamid Omar, uh, who eventually became uh, Chief Justice of Malaysia, Lord President in those days. Mm. Uh, we all were close friends. Kadeh Yusuf, who later became Attorney General in Malaysia. Yeah. We all friends. We used to meet very often in uh, Arun Idris's apartment. Mm -hmm. And Norisa would cook and we would all eat. That was a relationship we had. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, to show how close the relationship was, uh, when, uh, uh, in, I think it was in 1953, Arun Idris, Norisa, Ab Abdul Hamid Omar and I went on a trip to Paris together. We went by train and then crossed over by a ferry. It was a very turbulent seat. Everybody was seasick. <laughs> uh, and eventually we, we got into... Calais, I think, and then we spent a great uh, holiday in Paris, uh, the three of us. Mm. Just to show the four of us, uh, two of them, Arun and his wife, and uh, Amir Omar and I. Yeah. It shows how close our relationship was, okay? Okay. So in that context, uh, maybe there's some merit in your wanting to, me to talk about Arun Idris, okay? Yes, please. Then, uh, as I think I mentioned in uh, my communication with you, that there is a photograph hanging on my wall in, at home, uh, taken of the class of, post-final class of 1955. In those days, uh, Asahari, how do I pronounce your name? Asahari, Asahari, is it? Uh, Ashari. Asari. Yeah. Okay, in those days, uh, after the, the, the uh, after the bar exams, after the finals of the bar exams, it, they made the, the Council of Legal Education at what was known as the post-final course, a mm. three-month course that uh, some of us took, participated in. And uh, in the 55 post-final course, uh, Harun Idris, Hamid Omar, uh, Ajayb Singh, who later became a judge in Malaysia, and uh, I noticed another guy in the picture, Kumarasamy, who was a lawyer from, uh, for a student from Singapore. Mm. Uh, all of us were featured in the photograph which hangs uh, prominently in the drawing room of my house. Mm. I will get my son to take a photograph of that photo and send it to you. Oh, thank all you. Right? you. Thank you very find much. find it interesting. Yeah. Uh, so that was in 55. Now, Harun Idris, Hamid Omar, and Ajayb Singh passed the finals. In my case, I was referred in one subject, mm -hmm. but the, the director of the Council of Legal Education there allowed me to participate in the post-final class. So that's why I was also there, all right? Okay. okay. But I had to spend another six months in the UK because I had to sit for the referred subject. Uh, Harun and uh, Hamid and Ajay went back to 
Malaysia and uh, they were all one year senior to me by the time I came back mm. to Kuala Lumpur. All right? Okay. Now, <clears throat> I caught up with uh, all of them, including Harun Idris. He was, uh, I, I looked at the uh, Google account of Harun, I think they, they haven't got quite it was not quite an accurate picture. Uh, he was uh, in the uh, late 50s, early 60s, he was president of the Sessions Court in Klang, mm. station in Klang, and his, uh, he and uh, Norisa stayed in Klang, and the children were there, I can't remember the children, mm -hmm. and uh, he was the president of Sessions Court, covering Klang, Kolas Rango and Teluk Bato. Mm. You know where's Teluk Bato? That's mm -hmm. where you, your, people, your, your grandfather came from there, uh, Banting, uh, Kuala Langat and so on. Mm, yeah. Okay, so he he covered, uh, he's, he's lived in Klang. Uh, he was president of the Sessions Court. He covered Kolas Rango. There was a court in Kolas Rango. There was a court in uh, Teluk Dato. Yeah. These are places in Selangor. Mm. Uh, yes, I used to work in Tanjung Karang. Huh? I used to work in Tanjung Karang, so I used to drive past right, the court. Right, yeah. right. So that you give you an idea mm. where that is. Yeah. So uh, I used to appear quite often in his court when he was presiding. And apart from that, I used to be a regular at his home. Uh, <laughs> had lunch and things like that there. And uh, he was very much involved in soccer in those days in in Klang. Yeah. And uh, he was, of course, a prominent personality being the president of the Sessions Court in a town like Klang. He became among the top five or six uh, prominent people in Klang. Mm. And uh, he was very much involved in soccer and was the uh, organized and organized a team. I think they were called the Dynamos. Yeah. And... Uh, Many of the people who played on that uh, team were people connected to me. There was a schoolmaster called T.O. George, from, uh, who was teaching the same school as my father was teaching, Anglo-Chinese school clan. There was another one called K.O. Chandi, also from ACS clan. He, Chandi later married my cousin. Oh. And uh, there was an Amarata Dasa who was my classmate, top soccer left, left winger. And Harun Idris himself was older than all of them. He was also still playing soccer. Uh, he must have been about 35 at that time. <laughs> uh, uh, the Dynamos. And they, they were very, they were the top team in the Klang Football League. Okay? Amazing, yeah. Now, it's interesting that, I mean, Harun Idris's friends, in the context of later, he's becoming a, a leader of the uh, Amno youth and so on. Uh, in in his student days in UK and later in the days before he got into politics, all his closest friends were non-millage. Mm. They were people of those team in the Dynamo. Apart from that, there were people like Dr. Arasu and Dr. S.K. Darbalingam, myself, V.C. George. Uh, uh, these were his uh, Richard Talala, mm. 
Robert, who all these uh, his friends, all his friends were non-Malays. All his friends were non-Malays. He was a hard-living, hard-drinking, uh, extrovert, happily carrying on with all of us. <laughs> he was uh, about five years older than all of us, huh? and we all accepted him as a sort of a leader of the uh, of the what the chairman of the board, as it were. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is the setup, and then he went into politics. Mm. Okay, mm. once he became Mantra Bhutta, I I was uh, meanwhile I must uh, remind you that I was practicing in Saramban. Mm. I was not in Kuala Lumpur at that time. I was practicing in Saramban till 1969, 57 to 69, and when Harun became the Mantra Bhutta of uh, Srango. Uh, I drifted apart. I, I mean, I didn't. I, I was not involved in politics, and mm. I, I drifted apart. But uh, Arasu and Dharmalingam continued to be close friends of his. Arasu, I think, was a, uh, uh, was a politician as well. Yeah, uh, Doctor Arasu. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so, where was it? Meanwhile, I was uh, once uh, he became Mantri Busa, I. I, I hardly saw him, mm. except on Hari Raya. I, and every Hari Raya, there was an open house in his house, Mantri Pusa's house. And I used to go there regularly, year after year. And uh, there would be 30, 40 buses of people and it's a big, big kanduri thing. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Then, then came a time when he got into trouble and he was prosecuted and he was sentenced to prison and so on. Mm. And uh, of course, during that period, the Kanduris were over. But as soon as he was released from prison, he, there was a pardon, I think. Yeah. Uh, the next Hari Raya, I went again to his house. By the time he had moved to his own house. Mm. And uh, there were just about, instead of the few hundred people, there were just about 10 of us. Mm. And Arun, Arun, I remember... Had a tear or two in his eye as we sat down and reminisced about the good old days, <laughs> and uh, and uh, that was that. No? Mm. Okay. Yeah. As far as the as far as the Joe Buckner thing and so on is concerned, I I don't know the details. I did not know the details at that time. And when he was eventually, of course, we were all very excited about the the. The, the 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 boxing match and things like that. Yeah. But uh, I was not I was not involved at all. And eventually, when he was prosecuted, the whole thing was a total. Uh, I, we had no idea. People like me had no idea. Mm. But uh, very definitely, he had the best lawyer in the country, the best criminal litigation lawyer, R. R. Chalaya, mm. was uh, leading the team that defended uh, Arun, and. Uh, that's about all I know. I, the details of what happened. You know, we used to get it all. The, the papers were full of it. Yeah. But then uh, I have my reservations about what the papers have to say about any litigation, being an experienced lawyer, later a judge and so on. Mm. I'll say this, that the newspaper reporter would publish what he thinks is, is the thing which might be of interest to his readers. Mm. It, you can't necessarily say from from the reading the papers as to what is going on in the court. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. Anyway, I, I want to hasten to say that I support Tanchi Kun 
had his very grave reservations about the suggestion that Harun was behind the uh, that he was corrupt number one and uh, that and that that he was involved in in the that he it was uh, he was involved in the May 13 1969 13 May 13 mm. uh, riots uh, riots and, uh, and the fellows were breaking up from the Mantri Pusas house into uh, Kuala Lumpur and causing damage and killing people and things like that. Mm. I share uh, Tan Chi Kun's view about it at that time expressed by Tan Chi Kun. Yeah. That, uh, that we find it almost it, difficult. I was speaking for myself as a close friend of Harun. Mm. I said there's no way he would have been involved in killing anybody, not yeah. to speak about killing uh, Chinese just all over the place. Mm. Uh, as I said, that he, all his friends were non Malays. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I have no hesitation to saying there's no way Harun would have been involved. But uh, we knew at that time that there were extremist Malays and they were they infiltrated the. Uh, they must have gone to Harun's house. Uh, uh, I can understand the Malays being incensed about as soon as the elections are over, mm. uh, people from the DAP were going around saying that now we've, we've won Ipoh, we've won Penang, next will be Kuala Lumpur. I mean, that must have incensed the Malays. Mm. And it's not surprising that some of them reacted uh, rather badly, but uh, of course, uh, it's startling that they end, resorted to violence, but there you were. There was violence, and uh, I, I believe the reports were 100 over people were killed. Mm. Okay? I was in KL at that time. It was terrible. Mm. Tansri, can I just ask about whether you have any insights into how what the relationship was between Raja Azlan Shah and my grandfather? I know you wrote a book recently, and there's a lot of stuff in there. I can't get a copy here in the UK, hopefully when I get back to Malaysia. But have you got any insights I, into I, their friendship? My book, my book, don't get, uh, don't, don't be uh, wait uh, impatiently for my book. My book is not an autobiography. It's simply some stories I've told. I used to tell funny stories, or uh, it, uh, there's nothing more to it than just stories I've told. Sure. Uh, people featured in it included Raja Aslancha because mm. he was involved in some of my stories. Okay. Okay. Uh, sure. But. Uh, but uh, they were close friends. We were all contemporaries. Azran Shah was also a contemporary of ours in London. And I, I was, uh, Harun and I were friends of Azran Shah in London in those days. Yeah. Okay. But of course, Azran was, uh, Azran was studying in Nottingham mm. uh, at the time that Harun and I were uh, reading for the bar. Yeah. He was doing, he was just finishing actually. He was senior to us. He was finishing uh, Nottingham and uh, shortly after that he finished the bar and I think he must have finished before all of us and came back. But I got to know Azran. I, I don't know whether Harun, Harun of course knew him, but I don't think they were friends. I became quite friendly with Azran Shah mm. because we had uh, common friends. Uh, in that group, uh, Harun Idris was not one of them. Okay. 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 Fine. And uh, um, so I don't. They knew each other. They were. They knew each other from the UK days, 
and uh, they were both working for the legal uh, legal and judicial service they must have known each other they were about uh, azran was senior to harun but uh, they must have worked together or they must have known each other in the workplace sure and in terms of professionally as a when you had to appear in my grandfather's court what was he like to appear before say that again what what you mentioned that my grandfather was uh, pres- was the president of the sessions court in in klang and you had to appear before yeah. him a number of times what was he like i appeared a number of times yes yeah what was he like to work with or together with oh well i mean he was a most com- considered one of the more competent president sessions court we in those days a whole lot of the magistrates were many of them were unqualified magistrates you know they were <laughs> retired senior civil servants one of them who worked directly under harun idris was the fellow called captain sale mm. he had been a state secretary in magrisiblan and then he became magistrate uh, in krang and he also covered krang telugdato and kolasrago mm. he we must have worked he was working directly under harun idris was his boss uh, at that mm. time yeah uh, and uh, harun was uh, considered by all of us as one of the more competent president sessions court i of course in my case i used to appear uh, quite regularly and but all of us were friends of his you know mm, yeah. and the relationship between the uh, bench and the bar in those days was different from what it is today we would all after the case is over we would all adjourn to some place to have a drink mm-hmm. uh, both sides uh, you know both the opponents and the plaintiff's uh, lawyer and the defendant's lawyer all of us and the magistrate all of us sit down have a drink or have a party mm. that's the sort of thing that was going on in those days nobody <laughs> ever nobody took advantage of that we never when we had refreshments after a case we never we a rule of arun idris had a rule that nobody talks shop okay <laughs> very interesting when i became a judge when i became a judge i also used to mix freely all the lawyers who appeared before me would uh, sometimes have lunch with me uh, i would i would always pick up the tab but we are not allowed to talk shop they are not allowed to compliment me on what i've done or to uh, because i say if i allow you to compliment me you will also be allowed to criticize me so i won't tolerate that <laughs> so you know talking of shop and that i got that idea from arun idris's attitude towards the lawyers who appeared before him oh that's a nice story nice story tanshri um yeah. so thanks for your time tanshri i don't know if you have any other stories that come to mind but if not then i think i just say thank you and um look forward to whatever you have to share in pictures or anything so there you are i think that's about that covers about all that i could really tell you which is relevant sure uh, i'm sorry i can't go into any more details about the corruption case and the may 13 stone because actually there's very little that i personally know yeah uh, no that's that's okay but, uh, completely fine but there you go see yeah uh neither chelaya no harun talk to me about it. because i was not there i was in sulambar at that yes, time so yeah. the case was going on mm. uh, i was not involved if i had been in kerala maybe uh, you tell her or kara tell her a close friend of mine 
there were many cases that Chalaya and I did. Chalaya appearing for one defendant, I appear for the other, and so on. Yeah. We might have discussed, uh, might even have gone into uh, joint work, work jointly on us. But I was in Thrombon, and I was uh, anyway. Chalaya was uh, had a good team, and they, uh, as far as I, uh, I can assure you, that they did the best they could. But there you are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, Tanshree. Yeah. So, sir, if there's any other thing you want to come back, uh, come send me an email or uh, WhatsApp message, and I will try and get back to you. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> thanks so much. Take care. Okay. Nice. Nice talking to you. Same to you. When are you next coming back to Malaysia? Hopefully in April. All right. Then okay. when you are here, just try and contact me. Not try. Make sure you contact me, okay? Okay, okay. Thank you, Tansri. All the best. Okay, Chang. Okay. Cheers. Bye. 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 And so that was the on the one and only Tansri VC George. Um, he didn't have that many opportunities to crack a. A lot of jokes, but as I said, if you want to hear some of his amazing stories and and jokes, you have to catch that uh, that podcast episode on the Advocates Podcast. Um, I did have a, a, an opportunity to go and see him at his house um, later on. Uh, he was very kind. Uh, I managed to have a couple of cups of tea while chatting with him. I had some tea. Uh, Tanshri had something else. Uh, a, a, a beverage of his choosing um, which he enjoyed as well uh, and we had an opportunity just to, to chat through things a little bit and um, just catch up and, and say hello um, that's where uh, I got a copy of his book uh, which I have read uh, and it's a very very good uh, and amusing um, slightly different genre from the, the normal kind of history book but well worth reading nonetheless I hope you enjoyed uh, his little stories um, about my grandfather as a student, the little little things he picked up from him as a magistrate, which is nice. And again, you know, I'm not trying to badger the point about May 13, but again, like the people who knew him well, just find it a bit in- inconceivable that he would um, be behind something like that. But uh, well. We're uncovering a few more things and hopefully we'll be able to let you know a bit more. <clears throat> um, so as usual, let us know how what you found interesting about the podcast. Do check, please, please, please check out the podcast about his wife, the late Dr. Rebecca George, wonderful lady, wonderful woman. Um, and these are all, you know, all these people are such great contributors to our history. And one thing that I always say to people when I talk to them about this project is find out about your, what your parents did or what your parents do find out what your grandparents do um, often they're amazing people and uh, we probably don't recognise that enough uh, and with that uh, wish you guys a good week ahead Assalamualaikum uh, get in touch I'm on Twitter at Asharisha and uh, on Facebook at the Allah Yarham Dato Harun Idris Facebook page and on Instagram at the Harun Diaries uh, Instagram take care bye